Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell on SEM. Have your say. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. And good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell for this Wednesday morning. It is the 5th of May, 2000, uh, 4th of May, 2022. Getting ahead of myself. Uh, Daniel Pettigrew in the chair, middle of the week. Hope you are all well. Looking forward to another good show before Vossi and Michelle Bishop this morning after 6am to take you through the breakfast show. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 01 1170 is our phone number as per usual, or you can text 0457 736 736. Coming up this morning, we'll take you through uh, all the news in rugby league and uh, just general sport. In around about 15 minutes, going to have a chat to Matty Cox down in Melbourne, have a bit of a chat about the NRL, the AFL, and uh, anything else that might be going on in the world of sport. We've got some live sport that's just kicked off that I'll update you on in just a second as well. So plenty to get through between now and 6am. It is one past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream at one and a half past five. Now, just before we get to the hot topic, as I said, we do have live spot that has just kicked off literally two minutes ago at Champions League, the second leg of the semi-final between Villarreal and Liverpool. So nil all at the moment, but on aggregate after last week's result, Liverpool lead that two goals to nil. The next semi-final comes up tomorrow morning between Real Madrid and Man City. That's also at 5am tomorrow morning. The winners of both of these games, um, and at the moment Man City leading that one 4-3, but uh, the winners of both of these games will meet in the Champions League final in the early hours of Sunday, the 29th of May um, in the Sydney time. So Liverpool and Villarreal just kicked off. One minute gone, nil all, but we'll keep you across that. Uh, but as I say, Liverpool at the moment leading 2-0 on aggregate after their win last week. But they are travelling away uh, today, so it could be a bit of a tougher match. We'll keep an eye on that throughout the course of this show and no doubt in breakfast with Vossi and Michelle. A one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 736 736. As I say, we'll catch up with Maddie Cox as well in around about uh, 10 or so minutes' time from now. Now, hot topic this morning. You may have heard yesterday on uh, Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, and we were going to get to it, just ran out of time on this show, about the 2032 Olympic Games wanting to include uh, esports, which got me thinking uh, not an Olympic year, of course, we had the Olympics last year, but what sports, and if you know anything, I don't really know much about virtual sports or esports, but if you know anything about esports, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, but what sports would you love to see in the Olympic Games? Now, we've had 
a lot of sports uh, in the Olympic Games, but there's been a few that haven't been there. So which ones would you like to see included and potentially excluded uh, from the 2032 Olympic Games in Brisbane? And while we're talking Olympics, your favourite ever Olympic moments, whether it be from Sydney, maybe you had one last year, uh, anyway, anytime, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, your chance to win a New South Wales Blues Origin scarf. But yes, if you can, fill me in a bit more about these eSports. Uh, Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk seems to be all across it, but I'm not. So if we can uh, get those texts coming in now, fill us all in. 0457 736 736, a chance to win a New South Wales Blues Origin scarf on this Wednesday morning. What sports? Would you like to see included in the Olympics and your favourite Olympic moments or anything else in sport, um, including this? Now, we'll get to some of the team changes in just a second from Team List Tuesday yesterday. But Parameter Half, Mitchell Moses, and he's in the news a bit today, uh, has lashed critics of Jake Arthur. Uh, as the teenager was taken out of the firing line for Friday night's blockbuster against Penrith, father and coach Brad Arthur restoring Dylan Brown to the number six jersey. Now, Jake Arthur was the subject of vile abuse on social media after the club's most recent loss to North Queensland. Um, Moses bristled when asked about the claims yesterday, only hours before the club announced their team for the game against the Panthers. Now, the Eels have made a series of changes for that game, including the return of Brown to 5-8, which, I mean, the... Criticism Jacob Arthur was copying on social media and some of the abuse he was getting on social media is uh, awful uh, um, and shouldn't be done at all. However, I do think in terms of football, I think Dylan Brown being moved back to 5'8 for the Parramatta-Eels is a very wise choice. I, As I said yesterday on the show, I thought he was playing some very good football before he was moved to centre a couple of weeks ago. And that partnership with Mitchell Moses is very important for the Parramatta-Eels. So I think it will be uh, the right choice. Uh, Jacob Arthur, meanwhile, was named in the number 19 jersey. So he is still a chance to play against the Panthers, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Winger Sean Russell will make his return in the New South Wales Cup this week. Be his first appearance since he suffered broken ribs and a punctured lung in the opening game of the season. Yeah, that was an awful incident against the Titans. And Mike Acevo is also edging closer to a return. He could be back in a matter of weeks from a knee injury. And Moses, meanwhile launched a staunch, a staunch defence of Jake Arthur, saying he's not the reason why we lost. They, The critics weren't there the week before when we won by 40 over Newcastle. He can play footy. He is a great player. We can back him to the death. He has won us games before. I think it is a bit harsh, all the criticism he copped. It's not his fault we lost. As senior players, we weren't up to scratch to help him out and help your team get a win. It's pretty much on us. Every player was not up to what our standards are. Run hard, tackle hard. We just didn't show up. Yeah, well, that was their loss against the Cowboys. Uh, Moses also conceded the injury toll had made life difficult. And look, you look at Parramatta over the past few weeks, lost to the Cowboys. They beat the Knights, as we know, and then lost uh, to the Tigers in that thriller on Easter Monday. I still wouldn't be overly concerned if I was a Parramatta fan. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 But I think Dylan Brown back into that 5'8 position. They're getting players back from injury. And they always seem to be up for a match against Penrith. And you tip Penrith, and I will be tipping Penrith. But over the past couple of weeks, even that game against the Titans last Friday night up in Queensland, now they, in the end, won it quite easily. I think it was 18 points to four. But they have looked looked a bit sluggish. And at some point in time, 
when Penrith come up a big te- up against a big team, and you look at Penrith's draw as well over the next couple of weeks, they've got Parramatta obviously this Friday night. Then they play the Storm, which is a Saturday night on in Magic Round, followed by the Roosters. Now that's a tricky draw for Penrith. Now you probably wouldn't be surprised if they go and win all three of those games though. Um, but Parramatta usually do get up for these games against Penrith, so I think it's going to be a beauty on Friday night and an important game as well, I think, for them, Parramatta, to at least be competitive in, even if they don't win, uh, at least be competitive in. So we'll see what happens there on Friday night and we'll look ahead to that game more so in the coming days. Meanwhile, Jake Clifford has been left out of Newcastle's side for personal reasons as the Knights head to Townsville with about $4 million, almost half their salary cap, on the sidelines. Now, so dire has Newcastle's situation become, Coach Adam O'Brien was forced to pick virtual unknowns just to fill out the mandatory 24-man squad on Tuesday. Adam O'Brien said, we're banged up. I might be dragging a few off the street to play. Now, Clifford was hooked during the club's horror 50 points to two loss to Melbourne last Sunday and has been spared a homecoming this Saturday against the Cowboys as he deals with issues away from the field. O'Brien said his body is okay. He has some challenges around his preparation mentally for the game. He is down. That's coaching and knowing when to protect them. Now, Tex Hoy will be in the side. Uh, Hoy and Phoenix Crossland, who have nine, nine combined games of NRL starting experience in the halves, will lead Newcastle against the Cowboys. Dane Gagai, Heimel Hunt, Mitch Barnett, uh, all some of the big names missing. Kurt Mann also joining the injury list as well. So... Dom Young and Lachlan Fitzgibbon, they have both been named to return, but they still need a final clearance to play, while Tyson Frizzell is bedridden after he was unable to make it through the 80 minutes last week. So bad for the Newcastle Knights. Um, And again, they were pretty poor, weren't they, against the Melbourne Storm last weekend. We'll get to some of the other news from Team List Tuesday shortly, but 0457 736 736 asking your favourite Olympic moments or on the back of this news about the eSports potentially coming into the uh, Olympics for 2032, asking what sports would you like to see in the Olympic Games? Scotty's text in saying, Morning, I'd like to see the Rugby League 7s or 9s in the 2032 Olympics. That work that would be so good for the sport internationally and would grow the game for each country from Pat the Scotty. I like that text. It would be very good. We've seen, obviously, the Rugby Sevens in the Olympics for a couple of Olympics now, and Australia quite successful in that. But would we ever see a Rugby League Seven or Nine? It's good text, Scotty. Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. We'll take a break. After this, we'll cross to Matty Cox down in Melbourne. At 14 past five, Villarreal have scored a goal against Liverpool, which makes things very interesting. 13 minutes gone, Villarreal 1, Liverpool 0. On aggregate now, it's Liverpool 2, Villarreal 1. So going to be very interesting there. Back to your tech shortly, but we're going to have a chat now to Matty Cox from Tradies News and Nutshell in Victoria. And a very good morning to Dan Pettigrew, host of Tradies News in a Nutshell in Sydney. Morning to you, mate. Hello, Maddie. I, I didn't recognise that piece of music this time. Well, now you're going to be uh, uh, te- you're going to be testing me. Uh, <laughs> L- LSD, I think. Skigs? Is it Skigs? Yeah, no, like, no you lost me. Nah. No. No That's idea. A, the, the old system just bowling up whatever it yes. wants to bowl up. 
I'm sure. I'm sure it'll improve <laughs> I've for let, next I've week. Let, I've let go of my secret now. Yes. I thought I had a good run with the music. You were doing well up until today. <laughs> What's been happening up in your neck of the woods? Yeah, look, not quite. There's still a lot of uh, rugby league news around and uh, we're back into round nine of the NRL tomorrow night with uh, what should be a good game between Souths and Brisbane. Adam Reynolds' first game against his former club. But, yeah, uh, sort of getting towards, uh, well, the mid part of the season, State of Origin uh, now will become the forefront of the mine in probably about a month's time. It's not that far away. So moving through the season nicely. What about you? Pretty much the same. It's mm. um, There's a bit of injury news, a bit of tribunal news down in this part of the world, but um, I think we're all starting to find our feet when mm. it comes to the season. We're approaching round eight, so two months into the season. You're approaching round nine, so mm. you've crossed that marker already. And trying to determine who's who's capable of doing what. Yes. And who are we backing the faith in? Are, are we looking at the, the first two months of certain teams thinking, no, they can do this, they're competitive, or mm. are they going to fall away and who's going to be able to challenge the spots inside the top eight? Before we do go a bit deeper on that theory, mm. I, did, I forgot to mention to you, I did want to pose a question. Yes. I'm looking res- forward to this. You, you, well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> the respect for the Melbourne Storm. Mm. Do they get enough of it? I think I may have asked you this previously, but mm. given the, what they've achieved in the last two weeks, on the back of all they've mm. achieved in the last, let's, let's go the last decade. We'll mm. just expand it out that far. At least mm. the COVID situation, we, we know how well they've been through that. Do they get enough respect for the achievements that they've had? Look, I, I think so. I, I think they get a, get a lot of respect. And we've seen for many years, as you said, over the past decade when they had Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater there, uh, winning competitions or at least being up there. And along with the Roosters, probably the most uh, successful team of the, really the 2000s era. We know they had some salary cap issues. We won't go into that. But in particular, definitely over the past 10 or so years, it's either really between them and the Roosters now, the Panthers coming into it now. And I think where they are getting a lot more respect than maybe some people probably would have given them maybe a few years ago is they don't have Cameron Smith now. They don't have Cooper Cronk. They don't have Billy Slater. Now, in terms of Cooper Cronk, he left at the end of the 2017 season. They made a grand final, albeit losing, but they made a grand final in 2018. Then they lost Billy Slater, uh, but then they still won the competition in 2020. Now, Cam Smith was there. And then Cam Smith retires um, and they go, what, one game away from the grand final last year and they're still playing great football this year as well. Um, So I think they get a lot of uh, respect, especially in Sydney. And it's very important, I think, for the NRL, for the Storm to be successful uh, for the future of the game in Melbourne. And they're doing a great job with Craig Bellamy and the players down there. So, yeah, I think they get probably the amount of respect uh, they deserve. And and just quickly also, I think from a Sydney point of view, mate, as well, is that maybe when they had Cronk and Slater and Smith as good a players as they were, some of the greatest ever, there was probably a bit of jealousy there, of course, all three being Queenslanders. But now those three have uh, retired. Uh, they seem to be sort of more liked around Sydney as well. I was going to say, if the Melbourne Storm was a Sydney-based club, or even if it was a Brisbane-based club, would they be perceived any differently? Uh, probably would be, yes. But I, I think, I mean, I always like going down 
uh, to watch the Storm play or when they come to Sydney. And especially over the past couple of years, Maddie, they've been so good. I mean, they've been good to watch for a long time, but they're so good to watch. And, you know, what they did, and you mentioned it, 70 points against the Warriors, what, 10 days ago, and then 50 points against the Newcastle Knights. Now, those two teams are struggling a bit, although the Warriors did get a win over the weekend. Those two teams are struggling, but they've still got to turn up and play football and they're still scoring 50 points. So, yeah, look, mate, I think they... uh, get all the respect they deserve. Maybe they could always get a bit more, but there's always going to be that Sydney-Melbourne rivalry as well that will always come into play with it. No, no, no. I just have to stamp my authority and make sure they're being protected <laughs> yes. up in your neck of the woods. So I'll, I'll feed that into taking stock from the first two months of the season then. Where do the storms sit when it comes to the Panthers, because they mm. seem to be the team to beat in 2022 in the NRL. Look, Penrith are an amazing team. They were so good. Well, they've been so good the past two years. Obviously, lost to the grand final to the Storm in 2020, but then last year won the competition. Haven't lost a game this year. They do have, I was just saying to my listeners here, they do have a tricky game this weekend. In fact, they've got quite a tricky draw, the Panthers, over the next few weeks. They've got Parramatta this weekend. Then they have Melbourne. Uh, in Magic Round, which I think will show where both of those two teams are at uh, because they are, at the moment, the two best teams in the competition. And then they've got the Roosters, who are struggling a bit themselves, but uh, everyone expects them to turn things around at some point. So we'll see where the Panthers are at over the next few weeks, and we'll probably see where the Storm are at as well when they play Penrith next weekend up at Magic Round in Brisbane. But... Uh, those two teams lead the way at the moment. The Cowboys and the Sharks, I think, are the other two teams in the top four, and they're playing good football. But there's a long way to go. But it, it's still hard to see anyone beating those two teams at the moment. But we do say this a lot um, in round eight of the NRL or round nine of the NRL, and when we get to the finals, it's all very different. But those two teams at the moment are flying. But you look at the Sharks, you look at the Eels, I would still throw the Roosters in there if they uh, can click. Their team's quite capable of beating those two, but they're go- it's going to take their best efforts to do so. It sounds a very similar story down here in the AFL, down here in the AFL, across the road in the <laughs> AFL, I probably should be saying, with uh, Melbourne, the dominant side. And they're still... They're, they're, it took them a while to hit their straps, and I still mm. don't think they're putting complete games of football together, but like all good sides do, they they find a way to win even when it's not quite clicking. Mm. Brisbane and Sydney, uh, I know the SCG was rocking on Sunday afternoon in the twilight match up there. The Lions getting the job done for the first time in a long time uh, on the Sydney cricket ground. But those two would have to be in the conversation. I suppose that the question mark for Sydney, and I'm, I'm loathe to even say this on air because I don't think it will happen, but considering they've still got a, a little bit of youth that's developing and whether that can create at times a little bit of inconsistency and how that would be pressed under pressure in a preliminary final circumstance, I think that would be the, the question mark over the Swans. The big question for me is where does the bull where do the bulldogs sit in the equation because they haven't had the easiest start to the year they've uh, had a couple of shock losses they've got the job done they've also had a heap of injuries to deal with but for the grand finalists of last year are they going to be able to recapture some form to get them back up towards the pointy end I think that's 
one of the questions as we head into this, the second phase of the season now that we've crossed the two-month marker. Yeah, and you never know. Youth is good when you're talking about the Swans. Their youth is good, but you are right. When it gets tested in the finals, uh, you just never know. Uh, look, and I think in terms of you talking about the Melbourne Demons, the Penrith Panthers, at some stage these teams are going to lose a couple of games, but you'd probably want them, if you're one of their fans, to do that probably at this stage of the season and then go on a big run and then lose towards the end of the season or in the finals because we see that happen quite a lot. Well, and and particularly from an AFL perspective, it happened to the Bulldogs last year. Mm. They were successful up until I think it was around 17 or around that mark and then all of a sudden had a few hiccups and stumbles, ended up dropping out of the top four and had to go the long way to the grand final, play every final rather than getting the, the week off in between the qualifying and the preliminary finals. So... It can happen when you do get the yips. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely can. And we've got, of course, the NBL here as well. Sydney Kings, Tasmania, Jack Jumpers. You guys would have been disappointed with the Jack Jumpers uh, beating Melbourne United. A, a little bit, but I think we're all we're all on the Jack Jumper bandwagon now because it's such a, a romantic story that, you know, the first season in the competition and potentially getting some success um mm. i think we, i think the the united loss has probably been lost in the wash a bit what, what about your sydney kings they're going to have to come up against what's fast becoming a juggernaut it's a big fairy tale story isn't it the first game in sydney on friday night look they're playing some uh, very good basketball and from people that know the game a lot more than me they're fairly confident about the fact that uh, they will get the job done but you just never know i think it'll be a really a close series i sort of hope it goes to five games but we'll wait and see kicks off uh, friday night i think seven thirty uh, in sydney the first game at kudos bank arena We'll look forward to touching base with you next week to find out how it's all unfolding up in your neck of the woods. Got it on you, Dan. We'll uh, enjoy the weekend and we'll chat to you again next week. Thanks, mate. We'll chat soon. Yeah, Matty Cox down in Melbourne, host of Tradies News in a nutshell in Melbourne. Always great to have a chat with him and we'll do so each and every uh, week on the show. Now, still 1-0 between Villarreal and Liverpool after 24 minutes. Villarreal 1, Liverpool 0 on aggregate. That's Liverpool 2, Villarreal 1. So very interesting times there. 24 minutes gone. A stack of text here. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Talking about esports in the Olympics. Also what sports you'd like to see in the Olympics and your favourite moment as well. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Firstly, from the Yeovil Treeman, and I did see your text uh, that you just sent in, uh, Yeovil, as well. I'll give you a call. Read the New South Wales Blues Origin scarf a little later on. But he says, Hi, Dan. Now, the talk of esports in the Olympics has been around for five or so years. There was a virtual sports Olympic Games in Singapore last year. The sports covered were motor racing, baseball, cycling, rowing, and sailing. I did enjoy the e-supercars that was held during COVID, so I can see the attraction, but it does seem to stretch the Olympics motto faster, higher, stronger, a bit far, bringing computer technology into play. He also says one of my first memories of the Olympics still remains one of my greatest and one that has only grown in significance over time. Peter Norman's third place in the 200 metres at Mexico in 1968 and the subsequent stance he took on the podium with the other athletes remains one of the all-time moments in Olympic history. Uh, courtesy of the altitude, his time is still an Australian record. Thank you, Yeovil Treatment. And yeah, interesting to see what he's saying about uh, their virtual sports Olympic Games. I thought, and I might be completely wrong, uh, it was either in the NRL or the EPL uh, during 
COVID, when the lockdown happened, I thought uh, we had a couple of games screened on Fox Sports, Fox League, where some players went, or maybe it was online. They de- they definitely did something. Uh, I had a feeling it might have even been uh, the Parramatta Eels and the Tigers at one point in time. Uh, maybe you'll know, maybe you guys will know more than me. But oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Junior Smith, he says, morning, Dan. Esports is where uh, people compete against each other online in sports like FIFA, Madden, F one. I would love uh, Nine's Rugby League. And my favourite moment in the Olympics is Kieran Perkins winning the 1500 from lane eight against the odds. That one from Junior Smithy, yeah, back in 1996. I remember that. I was six years old watching that. Uh, Still a great moment in Olympic Games history. And also this text as well. um, Time to send Papua New Guinea... uh, Time to send a team to Papua New Guinea. So uh, he wants a team in Papua New Guinea. Maybe send the Titans. Why are the Gold Coast so bad? Yeah, the Titans have been struggling this year. And you you look at what the Titans did last year, and everyone had them really up this year, and they're definitely in their top eight. Not many in their top four, but definitely in the top eight. But they've been pretty poor to start off the first couple of months of the 2022 season. We saw the Dave of Hafita experiment at centre that didn't work. And they've got a tricky one this weekend as well. The Gold Coast Titans up against the Sydney Roosters in Mackay. I think it's 5.30 Saturday night. So, yeah, uh, they've been pretty poor, the Gold Coast Titans. Um, and they want to turn things around because I think Justin Holbrook might be fine, feeling the pressure soon if they don't get a win in the next few weeks. Uh, thank you for the text. Keep them coming in 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Still after 28 minutes gone, Villarreal 1, Liverpool nil. It is 29 past 5. You're listening to Tradies News in a nutshell. Break and back with more. It is, and it is 7 to 6. Don't forget, this season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. In the Champions League, getting very interesting. Villarreal 2, Liverpool 0. So on aggregate, that's half-time. It is 2-all between both of those teams. So uh, second leg of that semi-final. I don't know who's going to be at the football desk this morning, but I'm sure Vossi and Michelle Bishop will keep you up to date. Morning, Vossi. Um, yeah, you've made an assumption there. Uh, the leadership group still to meet over that yes. one. Look, I think Michelle can handle it. I, I think, think she's so. up to it. I think she's put, got the runs on the board. Mm. Uh, and provided, Lieutenant Dan, you play the music. I will play the music. Uh, you play the music, yep. someone will be ready. That's good. Um, I must say, I, I know you talk sport. It, yeah. it is our job to talk sport. But I'm, mm. I've just watched a video on uh, the CNN website of a... Uh, uh, an elderly man in China being taken to a morgue in a body bag. Very, very sad yeah. story, except when they cut the top of the body bag, when they get to the uh, morgue, he actually is alive. Oh, dear. That, that's yeah, a mistake. That's, that's a little oversized, yeah. isn't it? Whatever. Hell, good hell, comeback. hell of a mistake to make, really. Well, it's a good comeback. We've had some good comebacks <laughs> yes. in the NRL this season, but um, nothing will top this bloke. He was, um, he's certainly been written off, and he's, uh, and he's back. Great he's comeback back. stories, maybe. Great comeback <laughs> yeah. stories. That's right. Nothing beats... Jumping out of a body... Oh, he doesn't literally jump out no. of a body bag, but they cut the top off and the uh, the blokes at the door said, oh... Well, good news for him. He's still alive. It's not a bad way of putting it. It is good news for it him. It is. Uh, I see Brady's bedtime stories making a return. Well, well sort of, yes. Sort of? Um, okay. uh, yeah, yes, we do. Uh, look, Cyclone Tools have come on board and yes. we've got a, got a segment. Look, I can't tell you too much about mm. it right now, mm. but it will be around the catchphrase... Axial wall truth. So axe as in AXE. So is it true or false about Brandy? A little story. But he won't be telling it. Oh, he won't. Was, be. Uh, no. That's a shame. Because he was putting people to sleep. Yes, that, story. that is that is true. Uh, thank you, Vossi. We'll speak to you after 6 a.m.
quality segment. Thank yes, you, Lieutenant. I thought so. Uh, Fossey and Michelle Bishop uh, with you after 6am. So, yeah, 2-0 to Villarreal. So, 2 all on aggregate there. Uh, we'll see what happens in the second half. Uh, keep the text calls coming. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Scotty, you win the New South Wales Blues Origin Scarf for your text this morning. Thanks for your company. Fossey and Michelle Bishop, uh, Bishop up next. I'll catch you tomorrow morning at 5am. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.